Section 116 of The Wonder Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Blaine Jushaw, Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. The Wonder Garden by Francis Jenkins Alcott. Daphne. Retold from Ovid. In ancient times, when Apollo left his shining palace in the sun to roam the earth, he met Cupid, who, with bended bow and drawn string, was seeking human beings to wound with the arrows of love. "'Silly boy,' said Apollo, "'what do you with the warlike bow? Such burden best befits my shoulders. For did I not slay the fierce serpent, the python, whose baleful breath destroyed all that came nigh him? Warlike arms are for the mighty, not for boys like you.' do you carry a torch with which to kindle love in human hearts but no longer lay claim to my weapon the bow but cupid replied in anger let your bow shoot what it will apollo but my bow shall shoot you then cupid rose up and beating the air with his wings drew two magic arrows from his quiver one was of shining gold and with its barbed point could he inflict wounds of love the other arrow was of dull silver and its wound had the power to engender hate the silver arrow Cupid let fly into the breast of Daphne, the daughter of the river king Peneus, and forthwith she fled away from the homes of men and hunted beasts in the forest. With the golden arrow Cupid grievously wounded Apollo, who, fleeing to the woods, saw there the nymph Daphne pursuing the deer, and straightway fell in love with her beauty. Her golden locks hung down upon her neck, her eyes were like stars, her form was slender and graceful, and clothed in clinging white swifter than the light wind she flew and apollo followed after o nymph daughter of peneus he cried stay i entreat you why do you fly as a lamb from the wolf as a deer from the lion or as a dove with trembling wings flees from the eagle i'm no common man i'm no shepherd you know not rash maid from whom you're flying jupiter is my sire mine own arrow is unerring but alas cupid's aim is truer for he has made this wound in my heart alas wretched me though i am that great one who discovered the art of healing yet this love may not be healed by my herbs or my skill but daphne stopped not at these words she flew from him with timid step the winds fluttered her garments the light breezes spread her flowing locks behind her swiftly apollo drew near even as the keen greyhound draws near to the frightened hare he's pursuing with trembling limbs daphne turned to the river the home of her father peneus close behind her was apollo she felt his breath on her hair and his hand on her shoulder her strength was spent she grew pale and in faint accents she implored the river oh save me my father save me from apollo of the golden beams scarcely had she thus spoken before a heaviness seized her limbs her breast was covered with bark, her hair grew into green leaves, and her arms into branches. Her feet, a moment before so swift, became rooted to the ground, and Daphne was no longer a nymph, but a green laurel tree. When Apollo beheld this change, he cried out and embraced the tree, and kissed its leaves. "'Beautiful Daphne,' he said, "'since you cannot be my bride, yet shall you be my tree. Henceforth my hair, my lyre, and my quiver shall be adorned with laurel. Your wreaths shall be given to conquering chiefs, to winners of fame and joy. And as my head has never been shorn of its locks, so shall you wear your green bay leaves, winter and summer, forever. 
Apollo ceased speaking, and the laurel bent its new-made bows in assent, and its stem seemed to shake, and its leaves to murmur gently. End of section 116. Recording by Blaine Juchon, Victoria, British Columbia, Canada.